This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. As many of you know, I set a big goal this year to put together three new books in the marketplace, two of which are really focused on the social media and social selling aspects of business. The third one I've been working on is called Social ROI. It's not just about social media, but connecting with people and community and the return on investment organizations can get. With that said, though, I want to focus this podcast on social media ROI. What's your return on investment? Many organizations and individuals ask me as they see me as really someone who is almost a social media evangelist. And I guess I am. I'm a little extreme in my embracing and engagement and really love for the medium and belief in it. People say, what's your ROI, Shane? How much money have you made off this? Or how much money have your clients made off this and implementing it? And one of the things I struggle with, or they struggle with, is how to measure ROI. And I think a, a big part of it is their lack of global view, long-term vision, and understanding the ripple effect, so to speak, of their social media engagement. What I put together for this program, and this came out of a program I originally developed for a presentation at the Vancouver Board of Trade that was sponsored by the Certified Management Accountants of British Columbia, on selling beyond the bottom line. And what I did is I put together a return on investment model for community involvement that involves 26 areas or types of return on investment you get from being social and contributing to a community. So I'm gonna roll quickly through these 26 topic areas. Obviously, many of these are literally a chapter unto themselves, but I wanna kinda give you an overview to look at and ask the question from yourself, is am I measuring ROI from a 360 degree perspective or am I really focused from a tunnel vision perspective and missing many opportunities to really gain a larger ROI in the long term? So I guess when we look at return on investment, being social and getting involved in social networks and being a contributor, a content contributor from a social media perspective, number one, one of the types of return on investment is going to be increased reputation. So the more content you put out there, the more you connect with people in a genuine way, the stronger your reputation becomes. In essence, social media and social networking is an investment in your reputation. Number two is risk reduction. By being involved in social media, one of the things it is, is it's not just about networking and pushing a message out there. It's also about listening. It's also about connecting and collaborating. It's also about business intelligence. And by getting all these things, you reduce business risk in many ways. You have more information. You've got a more up-to-date measurement and idea of core trends. You also get to observe people you may be doing business with and really see what they're about over a period of time. Number three is client retention. Being social, being connected and visible on social networks increases your frequency of contact with these clients. It increases their knowledge of you. It gives and adds value to your clients, therefore helping you retain those clients. Number four is efficiency in general. There's many reasons or levels of return on investment from an efficiency perspective when we look at social networks. 
Number one, tools like Twitter can literally replace for a lot of businesses, Comcast is a great example, much of their telephone, their high cost telephone customer service and push it out into the web with lighter, thinner, faster and cheaper tools. Other methods of efficiency, of course, is better research more accessible and free research, and even finding tools, technologies, and business strategies online through social networks that helps your business and yourself be efficient overall. The next one is business intelligence, as I've mentioned already, is being involved in social media and social networks gives you great business intelligence on what your clients are thinking, what your competitors are doing, and up-to-date information on news and events that you might not find in mainstream media or even things that if you search for on Google are not going to appear for two, three days or two or three weeks. So really key business intelligence is available through social media. You can also generate business intelligence by going through tools like the LinkedIn questions and Yahoo questions and many social search tools. The next one is differentiation. Differentiation is also another form of return on investment you can get through social media and social networking. Why? Well, many people say to me, Shane, you know what? My clients, it's all about price. I sell this widget. We're within the same price point as everybody else. So really the relationship doesn't matter. Actually, at that point, the only differentiator is relationship. The only differentiator is personality of your company then. And people start to make decisions based upon very personal things when you're selling a commoditized product. Again, social engagement, connection, networking, contribution to your community online is going to help differentiate you from your competitors. Brand association. You are the brand. A brand is a promise. Interactions with individuals working for a company will either perpetuate the brand or destroy the brand. So being involved positively in social networking and social media are going to help perpetuate your brand in a positive way with every networking contact and bite of information you put out there. PR and exposure is another big one. So as we look at PR and exposure, this is one of the major uses of social media is getting the spin out there. It's creating a message that's engaging, that's viral or interesting, and having the community pass it on and share it. It also gives you direct access to journalists, newspapers, and editors you didn't have in the past. Literally today, if I look at Stephen Jagger from ubertour.com, Stephen has got, and reach.com, Stephen has got a ton of exposure in the local Vancouver community because he's been able to access many news journalists and tech journalists directly through tools like Twitter and his blog. Immediate revenue. Here's the big one. There is another one. Another return on investment is immediate revenue. I've seen a number of organizations and other people, including myself, within a few days or even months being involved in various social media and social networks generate business. One good example, a very local example, is a pub called Doolin's Irish Pub. Doolin's Irish Pub got on Twitter. They started communicating and within a few days got in a conversation with Rebecca Bullwit from Miss604.com. A few days later, they booked a major gala called the 604 Awards at their pub, packed the place, generated major revenues, and this happened within days of them being involved online. So that's sort of an immediate type of revenue that comes from it. 
So as we look at this, there's many other business examples of people getting engaged and immediately booking appointments or connecting with people. This is the reason why most people get involved in social media and social networking is the desire for immediate revenue. It's also a bit of a trap because many of the benefits, as I've already talked about before, aren't directly connected to revenues at first, but create revenues, more efficient businesses and save money. But yes, there will be an immediate revenue ROI. Then, of course, the one I love, which is, of course, long-term revenue. That's another ROI from social media. So as we look at long-term revenue, this is many people such as individuals like realtor Ian Watt, who's generated over $100,000 in commissionable income off of social media. Myself, I look at my business in the past, maybe 5% of my business came from the web. Now 60% of my revenues come from people and individuals who've been connected to me and observing me online through blogging and other types of social media tools. Then, of course, the next one is supplier capacity building. Many of us in our business, one of the challenges is finding great suppliers and partners to help us develop products or even just fulfill a need we have. These tools enable us to have multiple choices, to be able to research effectively, connect, test people out, ask questions about them online, and build our supplier capacity. The next one is perception shifting. By being involved in the marketplace on a continued basis, it can help you shift the perception that the marketplace has of your brand, of you personally, of your products or services, or your industry. By being engaged and communicating your message consistently, you can really, really grow your brand and shift people's perception. The next one is environmental impact. Being involved in social media is green. It isn't always green, but think of, go back to the example of the Ian Watt scenario, the realtor, who in the past might have spent five to $6,000 a month on advertising, much of it print-based. He also might have driven to many appointments to connect and network with people, and all of a sudden now it's all digital, and social media done correctly can reduce the need for meetings significantly and make the meetings you have more purposeful. So again, environmental impact is another factor. So now we're halfway through. I know this is a long podcast, but bear with me. I'm going to tear through the next 13 types of return on investment. The next one's innovation. Innovation is another major return on investment by being involved online in social networks, social media, and utilizing crowdsourcing tools. Then there's client education. You're a big one for us in many cases is the sales process in particular a lot of it is about educating the client. But imagine if you have a client subscribing to your blog feed, following you on Twitter, watching your videos, and by the time you meet with them, they're a much more educated client. This also means you have to be a much more educated salesperson and, and marketer. Another type of return on investment is sales staff capacity building or staff capacity building in general. There are so many great blogs out there, free webinars, collaboration online, networks, Ustream events, studies that are available for free through organizations like Forrester Research, who publishes a ton of material online for free. All these things are really educational and personal and corporate development opportunities. You are building the capacity of your staff as they're online interacting, following, and learning. So that's the next the next one is of course support staff capacity building, which ties into that. Then there's network growth, which is a big one. The ability to expand your network almost in a viral way with no limitations globally and no limitations even from a stratification perspective with major corporations. 
Last week, Stephen Jagger and I sat down and had dinner with the CEO of ING Direct for Canada. This all happened through tools like Twitter, which cut out a lot of the middle people and make people who want to be accessible, as does the CEO of ING Direct, accessible by putting himself out there and connecting with the community. Political influence, this is another return on investment. As a business owner, as an organization, you have the ability to lobby and influence people from a political perspective if you need to do that for your business utilizing these tools. A great example, well, some people argue it wasn't a great example, but we recently had a BC election and many of the candidates were online utilizing Twitter, but also many bloggers and business people were able to engage party leaders directly and even have them guest blog on their blogs as a way to really get their message out and share what's important to them from a political perspective. Another return on investment is opportunity creation. By sharing, mashing up, and collaborating, and being present, opportunities arise just from showing up, but also from observing what's going on and being able to see the gaps in the marketplace. Job satisfaction. This is another type of ROI. From this we look at this type of ROI is huge for millennial generation. Millennials, or Generation Y as we call them in many cases, really were born with a PDA in their hand, a computer connected to them, and they see it as a big part of the way they socialize, express themselves, innovate, and are creative. And by letting these people get involved in social media in a positive way with a directed strategy, it really creates a level of job satisfaction because they're able to connect and network and not feel isolated. Family satisfaction. Why is there return on investment from family satisfaction? Well, by getting online, contributing, and connecting, people are also able to be virtually connected with family members and friends 24 hours a day, even from work. Trust building is another major return on investment. In our book, Closing Bigger, Trevor Green and I define really sales as creating an environment where an act of faith can take place. And the real return on investment from social media, if you do it correctly, is your level of transparency, your contribution, and your connection, and the fact that people can really see you're out there to, yes, be 90% contribution connection, and yeah, 10% marketing, but a big part of it is contribution, is you begin to garner trust from those people you do business with, and also the most important thing is not gathering referrals, but being seen as a referable person. Here's the last two quickly. Economic development. By getting involved online and helping other entrepreneurs in your community or in your sector, and as their business grows and they succeed as a result of your contribution and other people's contribution to the community, you create a better economic environment for you to be involved in. And the last one is a community slant on this. Community capacity building. As I look at a strong community, there's really three major pillars. There's environment, there's the people involved, and there's the economics. And the community involved is another big part of sustainable business communities. And so by getting online and harnessing tools online to help your immediate community or the global community you're involved in is really going to benefit your business in the long term from a branding perspective, from a community and employee engagement perspective, and from a reputation and an overall well-being perspective. 
So that's 26 ways you need to measure ROI when you look at and ask the question, is it worth my time? Should I be involved in community, particularly social media and social networking online? And I would say if it's done with the right intent and it's done well, that you can benefit from all 26 types of return on investment in social media by really being an engaged thought leader. This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net.